unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, it's curiosity headlines. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, let me let me sort of set the stage with uh, something that doesn't seem much like copywriting. There's nothing quite like watching little kids staring at wrapped up presents under the Christmas tree, right? They're so excited. They know they're supposed to wait until Christmas to open the presents, but their curiosity about what's inside of the packages is driving them crazy. And it's the same thing, actually, with a good curiosity headline. This kind of headline gives your prospect just enough information to keep them reading. The curiosity is like the itch that can't be scratched any other way. And then by reading your copy all the way through, that's the way you scratch the itch. Your prospect is propelled through your copy by curiosity. And, and Nathan, before we go ahead, I want to make a quick note, which I'll be making often. Copy is powerful. It's a tool that you can use in a lot of different ways. I urge people to use it for the best possible outcome for everyone involved. But you listening to this, you're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast. And most of the time, all you need is common sense. But if you make extreme claims and if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health and finance and business opportunities, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So I wanted to say that to let people know it's on them to use this correctly. And now, curiosity headlines. I actually had a question about that, if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. Is there a way that copywriters can protect themselves when making claims or when evoking curiosity? Because some of the curiosity claims can uh, make some uh, or allude to some very big promises. Is there ways that copywriters can protect themselves? Well, the the first thing they can do is just, you know, take a basic course in, in advertising law. And advertising law boils down to um, one key concept. It's the reasonable person rule. Um, would you convince a reasonable person of something that's untrue? If you're making a promise that's not real or might be true for one person, but only at the extreme, you need to say that. You, you need to say results not typical or your results may vary. Um, you need to say it quite literally somewhere in your copy. Um, and and the other thing I can say is you, you just sort of learn through experience, but avoid working with sociopaths and avoid being a sociopath. In other words, care about the results you want, you, you want to get the maximum possible results, but you don't want to go off the rails. I mean, I'm not sure how else to do it, uh, except, you know, work with a coach like me who has, has a lot of experience with this and, or get a good advertising, um, FTC familiar lawyer who can steer you away from trouble. Because yeah. even some of the most prolific copywriters have run into this once in a while. Yeah, I mean, this stuff gets addictive because, you know, you, you write something and all of a sudden hundreds, thousands, millions of dollars start pouring into your bank account. Um, you better be careful how you did that. Yeah. So you started off by mentioning Christmas. And I remember as a kid uh, seeing Christmas presents under the tree and for weeks 
at a time just counting down and not being able and even sneaking in and trying to sneak a peek at, at what was underneath the wrappers. Why is it that curiosity can just completely take over almost everything that's going on in our, in our attention span? Did you ever get caught? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> well, here's the thing about curiosity. Um, it, it, it can become obsessive and, you know, a lot of people are not curious. They're not naturally curious, but there are other emotions, uh, especially fear, um, especially jealousy. Uh, people are afraid of missing out. If, if you promise a benefit that others have, that they want, that they don't have, they've got to find out how to get it. They, people are, whether they say so or not, they're really concerned about where they stand on the totem pole, where their status is. And if they're afraid they're going to become less than others because they don't have this information or the, your product or something, um, they'll, that will drive their curiosity. And, and another thing is sometimes people have these long standing desires and they're almost tortured by the reality that they haven't achieved them and they haven't found a way to achieve them. And so they'll be afraid of not getting info that can finally help them achieve that deepest desire. If you can hint at it without, you know, um, letting the cat out of the bag uh, all at once. And then we'll talk about how to, how to do that. So uh, there are, I guess I'm, I'd sum it up by saying there are a number of different natural human fears that really exist, even if in your ideal world they're not supposed to exist, they do, and they do all the time. And you can use those to as a catapult, as a springboard, as a trampoline to to get curiosity running. And once it starts running, it's like that itch that that can't be scratched until they get the answer. So, do you have some examples of some curiosity curiosity driven headlines? Oh yeah, sure. Um, they, they've been around for a long time, and some of the best ones have been really successful. Uh, for example, um, uh, Maxwell Sackheim, old school, old school copywriter, um, had this headline called, Do You Make These Mistakes in English? Now, for his target market, they really wanted to know because they wanted to stop sounding like someone who wasn't well-educated and and fluent in English. That's an old school one. A, a newer one is by my friend John Carlton, a very famous one. It goes like this. Amazing secret discovered by one-legged golfer. The one-legged golfer headline, right? <laughs> Amazing secret discovered by one-legged golfer adds 50 yards to your drives, eliminates hooks and slices, and can slash up to 10 strokes. That's that's a brilliant headline. Every word it, it doesn't sound concise, but it is if you really sit down and analyze it. Every word counts. There's no extra words. And if you're a golfer, you've got to know what this secret is. You really want to slash 10 strokes off your game. Every golfer does. So that's that's a, what I call a newer classic. And here's a recent excellent example from uh, this year. It's a headline. It's really a subject line from an email. And it it says the following words. It ain't sexy, but it's got razor sharp teeth. And this is from Ben Settle from one of his daily emails. Ben's great at this kind of stuff. And what he's actually talking about in the email is a concept he heard from Doberman Dan, another great copywriter, 
who was talking about paying yourself first to to keep yourself flush or from going under when you're a freelancer. But you, you'd have no idea what it is. But once you once you read the the email itself, you see, oh yeah, that's true. It's sort of boring. It's sort of plain Jane to uh, pay yourself first, but it's got razor sharp teeth. That's for sure. So those are three right there. So I've seen one that pops up on internet advertising all the time that always seems to follow the same lines as, as what you're talking about, where it's like uh, one simple trick that melts body fat away. Um, how important is it that when somebody actually, when that curiosity causes that itch and they go to scratch it, how important is it that you actually deliver the goods on the other side of the click or when they continue reading the, the, uh, the advertisement? Well, I think there are different schools of thought. I mean, I have to admit, I've seen a number of really successful marketers who I do not particularly respect who never deliver on their claims, who who just throw crap against the wall and, and then hope it'll attract people and they'll never even address that. I think it's very important to do it. However, I disagree. There are also more successful marketers who who strictly follow what I'm about to say. You need to deliver on your claims. Um, you need to deliver on your promises. You need to answer it. Now, you don't need to give them the answer. The answer might be in a product you're selling or in using it or in some information, but you need to address it. You need to give them a way to get that information for sure. And you need to explain that clearly for two reasons. One, one of the fastest ways to destroy trust is not to deliver on your promises. And one of the most important things that every copywriter, every advertiser needs to do is to build trust in order to maintain and and um, increase believability and to get the prospect to the point of conviction where they'll, where they'll actually take action and buy something. The second reason is depending on what market you're in and how visible you are and how big you are, you can get in serious legal trouble like jail time uh, if you make a claim that's blatantly not true and considered to be deceptive and fraudulent by the government, uh, by the regulators at the Federal Trade Commission, most usually, maybe sometimes at the Securities and Exchange Commission if you're dealing in financial products. So uh, the the short answer is very important. You, you really got to do it. If you're going to promise something, deliver on it. Just don't don't try and sneak out of that one. Not worth it. Okay. That's probably just a good rule for life. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you something. How would you like a complete copywriting course packed into a $10 Kindle book? Yeah? Then let me invite you to try Breakthrough Copywriting. It's only $10 and it's available now on Amazon as a Kindle. Breakthrough Copywriting was originally a $5,000 live seminar I held in Las Vegas. People flew in from all over the world to attend Breakthrough Copywriting. This Kindle book by the same name is a complete version of my four presentations at the seminar. If you would like to dig into copywriting basics or refresh the knowledge you already have, then you'll really like Breakthrough Copywriting. 
A-listers like John Carlton, Joe Sugarman, and Bob Bly give this book an A+. And you can read the reviews right on the Amazon site. This episode of the Copywriters Podcast is sponsored by Breakthrough Copywriting. Check this book out at Amazon.com today. And now, back to the Copywriters Podcast program, already in progress. Now, I know you said that you had some some examples of what works and what doesn't work with curiosity headlines. Can you kind of dive into that a little bit? Oh, sure. So uh, here's what, what doesn't work. It doesn't work something that's totally off topic of your copy um, that, that just doesn't make any sense. And uh, also something that might be a promise about what you're going to talk about, but it's totally unbelievable or something that's really obscure and subtle, geeky, esoteric, that makes you feel very clever and knowledgeable, but doesn't mean a damn thing to your market. So I'll give you an example of all three. First, the um, off-topic one. So, okay, I'm making up a product. I don't know this product might exist. It might not. It might be a great idea. It might be a terrible idea. But it's a terrific example for what we're going to (laughs) do. Okay. Um, Let's say you make a lightweight, portable bicycle pump, and it automatically inflates your tire to the exact pressure you want, your bike tire to the exact pressure you want. So let's take a, a headline that... And, and you do, unfortunately, see stupid headlines by clueless advertisers like this um, that someone might use that might arouse a little curiosity but is so off topic it's not going to help the ad at all. Okay, here's the headline. Ancient Greek philosophers never knew about this. <laughs> well, so what? You know, uh, they they didn't know about anything in today's world because unless they could predict the future with 100% accuracy. So that's that's pretty stupid, but people do stuff like that. Um, can, can I jump in real quick? Oh, sure. Um, it's kind of like if I'm somebody who needs that tire pump, a headline like that would not grab my attention in a, in a crowded area at all. Well, you've zeroed in on the point. That's, that's the reason for all of these. If, if, because you're only going to the person who needs the pump and you want to connect with them um, mentally and emotionally as quickly as possible. And, and a headline like ancient Greek philosophers never knew about this takes you in the opposite direction. No emotional connection, no mental connection. Yeah. So you're, you're absolutely right. Okay. Here's another one. Um, It's a curiosity headline that won't work. And this is this is one where it's just not believable. It might be believable when you first read it, but when you keep reading, you're gonna you're gonna think, oh, that's a bunch of crap. Um, the the headline is bike manufacturers would kill me if they knew I was telling you about this. Well, no, they wouldn't. I mean, <clears throat> maybe tire manufacturers would kind of like it if people's tires ran a little flat so they bought more tires because the tires burst or something, but they're not going to kill anyone over it. And they're probably actually going to like it. And so you immediately lose credibility when somebody starts to read the ad and then somewhere in their mind, consciously or unconsciously, they say, boy, this guy's full of it. No, they wouldn't kill him. That I mean, that's just a stretch. It's too far. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's another one that's really obscure and technical and esoteric. PSI issues don't just exist in clean rooms with airlocks. Huh? But you'd be surprised how many people write 
headlines like that that are that that show how clever they know are that they know about um, air pressure per square inch psi and they know about clean rooms and airlocks and yeah you know, and and so they're going to say yo because psi also has to do with your tire by that point nobody cares no one's going to they're going to just look at that headline and go, what huh forget it so that one is is a bad example. But again, people do stuff like that because they can't see past their own nose, Nathan. They think that everyone else is going to be interested in in the little entertainment going on in their own mind. And it's not true. And I think that I think that's the one that I see the most common is when people are trying to be overly clever and it ends up going over the heads of the people they're trying to communicate with. Yeah. So, okay. So you're the smartest guy in the room with no money in your pocket. What's, what's good <laughs> about that? You know? Okay. So th those are, that's what doesn't work. So what does work? Well, what, what does work is exactly what you were talking about. You got a guy in a crowded room and uh, somehow with all the other noise and distractions, you say something that gets him or her to pay attention and be interested and and even maybe start to think, hey, this could help me with something I've been trying to do. And the way you do that is by instead of talking about your product, instead of talking about your features or benefits, instead of trying to say, what would people be curious about? Or this would be a real interesting thing. Start instead with the prospect. So let me let me let's let me give you um, a good version of the bike headline, and I'll continue this. Okay, so the a good version of the bike headline. It's it's pretty straightforward. It's not particularly clever, but it appeals to curiosity. It also appeals to the sense of competitiveness of bicycle racers. And I know one, a really good friend of mine, Mike Morgan, who's also a copywriter, but he, he actually coached Olympic bike racers and he's quite a bike racing fanatic himself. And I know this would, this would grab him. And Mike, if you're listening, <laughs> good luck finding this pump because it's just an imaginary example, but I know you're going to want it. <laughs> How to keep your tires at better pressure than anyone else in the race. Okay, so a good bike racer knows that that, that could make the difference of the tenth of a second or or the half of a length of whatever in at the finish line. They're gonna want that. Okay. And and the way we do this is we start with the prospect. What does the prospect want? What's the problem? Well if they're a racer, they want to know how can I get that edge? How can I get that extra advantage? You know, where's where's my um magic golden ticket to to winning the race so what you do is is you ask yourself the question what's the problem on their minds that you're going to explain how to solve even if what your explanation is going to be solving the problem by buying something that's solid your your ad may not be a tutorial or a how-to or a mini course but at least it's going to lead them to the solution that you're hinting at in your headline but you're not even worried about the headline at this point. You're just trying to figure out what's the problem, the problem on their mind. And you'll address that problem in the solution in the copy. But jot them both down. So you jot down the problem on their mind and the solution you're going to offer.
Now that we know the problem, let's brainstorm a few things your prospect might want to know or know more about right off the bat. And remember, you've got to think of a prospect who doesn't know as much as you do, prospect who doesn't know anything more than they know right now. So you brainstorm a few things they might want to know about. Um, Remember, they haven't read your copy yet, and they might not know anything about your product or company. So um, your prospect might want to know about why it's hard to control air pressure during the course of a race, air pressure in your tires during the course of the race. They they might want to know what are other people doing. Um, they might want to know what's an advantage I can have that would put me over other bike riders. And so you just keep brainstorming these and, and writing them down. And don't stop with one or two. This is, this is a secret I learned um, a few years ago about the absolute top winning copywriters. They don't keep their brainstorming time to a minimum, they maximize it as much as they can. So do the same thing. This this creates winning copies. See if you can come up with five or six things your prospect might be curious about. Again, once you're aware of the problem they have on their mind and the solution that you're going to offer. Maybe you'll even come up with 10. That would be okay. So third step is pick the one thing you think your prospects would be most curious about if you only gave them a little information about it in your headline and promised more in your copy and then write a few headlines with one of those things uh, it could be a few curiosity headlines and here i'll give you four templates okay here are four templates you could use um and you might want to get a piece of paper pen out and write them down. The first one is what blank know about blank that you don't. What blank know about blank that you don't. So what race winners know about their tires that you don't. Okay. Um, Second one, how do you blank? How do you keep your tire pressure perfect throughout the race? Okay. Uh, Number three, new discovery shows blank. Uh, new discovery shows way to manage tire pressure problems during the race. Okay. Um, number four, the secret of, so the secret of consistent tire pressure. Okay. So that right there could be your headline or any of the other three could. What you want to do now is, is you pick the best one and you might even want to test them, um, you know, using A-B split testing. Um, on on the internet, which is not exactly my expertise, but I know people do know how to do it. It's it's really possible with the technology today. Not not that hard if you set your mind to learning how to do it to to find out which one works better. And all of these templates will be available on the website. Copywriters podcast will have them in the show notes. Uh, it seems like the most important thing for for curiosity dri- driven headlines is to know what your prospect's desire is, what the solution that you're going to make a promise to them is, and, uh, and how you can get them more curious just with one or two sentences to continue reading along. Yes. And when you talk about their desire, it's also helpful to know what their frustration is. Because if they want something and they they just know how to get it, they just haven't gotten around to it, that's not nearly as good as if they want something and something's standing in the way and they don't know what to do or the current solution is too hard or too expensive 
or out of reach in some way. But yeah, exactly. Once you get into their mindset and you start speaking to it and, and teasing them a little bit about uh, that that missing piece of information they've been looking for, you've almost got them guaranteed to read your copy. Nice. And that's one of the things that you taught me was that desire and frustration or or a pain are usually opposite sides of the same coin. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Sure. Awesome. Thank you, David. This has been an awesome episode. What will we be talking about next week? Well, next week, we're going to talk about another kind of headline called the laziness headline. And that's really interesting. A lot of people think they can't use them because their prospects are hardworking people and they couldn't be more wrong. Not that their prospects aren't hardworking people. They may be, but they sure can use them people like that. Sweet. Can't wait. Okay. We'll catch you next time. See you then. Hey, we're running a contest to promote the show, and one lucky winner gets a half-hour free consultation with me over the phone or Skype. Normally, people pay $750 for a half-hour consult with me. Now, we'll select the winner of this contest based on the best review posted on iTunes. So make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show. In Episode 10, we'll announce the winner. So get subscribed and put in your rating and review today.